That, dear friends, is the sound mm-hmm. of applause. Yeah. What are I'm what are what are we? Okay. A classic movie mm-hmm. right now. Which, uh, okay. The praying mantis character uh, in A Bug's Life, when they uh, accidentally vanquish <laughs> a. Oh no! They save a bird. They save a bug from a bird. Is what they do, and then the ant queendom applauds them. And uh, and that's an example of a good scene described poorly by me, uh-huh. one of the hosts of the show you were listening to, uh, Nigh Unwatchable. And that's your co-host, Harrison Stewart. It is. you shouldn't see this is not unwatchable i watched bug's life recently as well actually as a matter of fact oh you did wait did, did. you watch it the same night that no i texted you that we were watching no <laughs> he, uh, he did text me and i was like wow that's crazy i watched a bug's life like two nights prior to that ah. um flick sucks hashtag flick sucks that was that was a big takeaway that this time thumper is terrifying um should not be displayed in front of children that's that's just not something that should happen that's the that's the really scary one you know the one you know the one there's hopper hopper's the ma- uh, that's kevin spacey oh, thumper's the crazy thumper's one? the crazy one. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. that one <laughs> thumper's the one that the more you describe the more problematic he becomes since now that you mention it, I, I suppose it is kind of implied that he has some kind of brain thing that causes him to be the way that Thumper is. Uh, but he's very scary. Don't like Thumper. Don't like that they almost fed Dot to Thumper. Um, it's a crazy movie. That movie, <laughs> we we should watch A Bug's Life or a similar structure one one episode for this show not to not to get into like a bug's life i think still holds up pretty well given when it came out it came out in 1998 i'm pretty sure like yeah it's a pretty fucking amazing animated movie yeah but i would love to do an episode where we dive in deep to one of the disney or pixar movies underlying ideologies because on the surface a bug's life is one of those with like a great anti-fascist ideology but then if you dig literally one level deeper you're like so a colony ruled by a monarch is being held up as the better option to fascism i do we is it really our choices are really a dictator or benevolent ruler now (laughs) that's that's where we're calling it here's here's the thing i don't have much room to talk because i'm also the guy that prefers his star wars to be hyper political and take place in horrible fascistic corporate boardrooms i think that's interesting but i no, can't is, say but the difference in true but i can't say i ever thought about the uh the internal politics of a bug's, a bug's life. life. No, I, I really can't. I was just like, look at that mime bug. <laughs> He's a mime, but also a bug in this little city of theirs. 
I do it's love fair the questions. city stuff. It's I love the like. But... Oh, it's so good. But that's I don't not know, I what couldn't... we're talking about. Oh, thank you for stopping today. me. I was about to like really make this episode about a bug's life, so we needed to slow. Fascism it down. in a bug's life. A, a, a Chris Wyden uh, verbal essay. <laughs> No, today, babies, we're talking about Perfect Match. Perfect Match. Comma, the. Oh, is it the Perfect Match? Is, is... I think it is. Okay. The Perfect Match. I, I believe you. Um, I just watched it, but I, I don't, I can't say that I recall. The premise of this, this, so, so this is a Netflix uh, reality competition show hosted by once again nick lachey but this because one obviously because obviously i uh, will tell you <laughs> as the show will literally stop to put a fucking graphic on screen with the word obviously i uh, love that netflix is like eating their own ass at this point where it's just like they they get it they get that they have created the reality tv juggernaut of like weird dating competition shows and now when they're making new ones they're like who's those gonna be well it's gonna be nick lachey again and also we're just gonna make fun of ourselves constantly (laughs) but also the show is terrible (laughs) that's that's the thing i do think that this is this is the one where they like hit critical mass this is where uh, like there's legitimately something deeply immoral at play about what's going on here because like oh it is it's not just that they have gotten to the point where they're producing a lot of different reality shows it's now a shared universe chris that's yeah, what this, this one that's what i didn't know this going is an into all-star this one. <laughs> netflix show it is not it is not labeled an all-star show, but it literally pulls, like, the kookiest and generally some of the most popular for being over-the-top people. The or, most like, infamous. endearingly over-the-top. It's a mix mm. of the worst yeah. and endearingly over-the-top people. They are pulling from various past Netflix reality casts into this show. And the pilot only reveals what I assume is, like, half of what will be the total cast by the <laughs> by the end of the first season because <clears throat> they do indicate more people are coming but True. like we're talking introductory shane from love is blind we're talking chase from too hot to handle we're talking uh francesca i think from also love is blind mm, too hot to handle but really too yep. hot to handle yep francesca was too hot to bunch- handle Okay, and then a shit ton of people from the circle, variously. See, that's um, that's what was kind of fun about this one is that going into it, I was like, oh, I'm I'm not gonna know. Like, this is going to be annoying for me to watch because they're gonna act like I know who all these characters are, and I'm not sure who. I-. And, then, and then I was watching, I was like, holy shit! Through the show, I actually know who probably <laughs> sixty plus percent of these people are. I know their full backstories. I know like. I know their whole history with reality TV. Well, and that's that's where I think this one gets particularly fucky because the I the agree. twist, if you will, of this one. So this is this is perfect match is in the the fine tradition of things like Love Island or excuse me, not Love Island, uh, uh, Bachelor in Paradise. You know where it's like an all star 
the people who didn't win the other ones uh i love money is another one uh the challenge even you know basically sloppy dating shows (laughs) where like everyone has to you guessed it find their perfect match the idea being there's only one perfect match out of a group of what have to be heterosexual couples and each night the way this show is set up is each night and there might be one there might be multiple nights within an episode but each night a one of the female contestants has to ask one of the male contestants to accompany her to her bedroom and any Mm -hmm. person left without a bedroom in this pilot episode i'm assuming the men will get to do this at some point later in the show but any man left without a bedroom is kicked off that's right show that's right. Now, in this pilot, I will say spoiler, we don't actually find out who gets kicked off the show in this pilot. Um, no. I, it but ends before we find that out. It does. And the, 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 the twisty part of this one, where it gets really strange, is not just as pulling from the other shows, but that it, it lets the contestants like into the writer's room essentially is what it does like nick nick i know it's not nick lachey okay i know that the 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 people are like the producers the people that are doing this the real puppet masters of this entire (laughs) enterprise and and again what's so fucky about perfect match is that you now have reality on top of reality on top of reality it's a real inception situation like we are down several level like layers of reality at this point to where it's like very difficult to determine where you have like yeah you have multiple (laughs) popular shows like that are represented here so not only are you the viewer aware of these people from these different shows all of the contestants who don't come from the same season of the same show yeah meet each other and are like oh my god know i know other. you from yeah. when i watched your season on whatever show yeah and it's just like it's such a weird weird convoluted well, mess but it's like- it's kind of brilliant because what it does is like i would say more so than probably any other similar type dating show this just gives the power of pure fuckery to the contestants like nothing i've ever seen and i'm not sure. entirely sure how like morally sound it is and, and for, for for reasons that we'll get into as we talk about the episode the contestants the very very slow reveal of them being like <laughs> I'm, I'm deeply i'm deeply unhappy i don't know what's real anymore <laughs> that is that is I true don't... the through line of all these contestants, which honestly, it's not even that slow it's of a reveal, terrifying. frankly. It's pretty it's pretty much immediate in everyone's confessional. they they reference what they're known for from previous shows, and mm-hmm. some of them aren't from dating shows, but like the ones that are are like, Yeah, well, obviously that didn't work out the last time, so I guess I'm back again. <laughs> like right. they they are just like glutton for punishment. But in a weird way, I think, I don't know, and maybe maybe this is an interesting place for us to really get into some of the nitty gritty here, but I think that's like simultaneously the genius on a, a an element of the genius on the producer's part, but mm-hmm. also adding to this like really uncomfortable ethical area, which is 
all of these people have participated in embarrassing Netflix reality competition shows before. Yeah. So there is an um, there's like a sense in this show and in this show, like you said, they have so much autonomy to interact with one another, which is basically just like the most fuck boy, fuck girly stuff ever. Mm-hmm. But like it feels like the producers are kind of going are giving are are giving uh, the the contestants an opportunity to take on all the blame to be like hey exactly. i chose to do this exactly again. i am autonomous making these choices here in this show and throughout Dude, the pilot yes. characters are saying to each other they keep like having interactions and then they go over to other characters and they're like this show feels really fucked up. Like, they actually say that to one another in yeah. the show. And they're like, yeah, I know. It's, like, a little screwy. And it's just, like, uh, by doing this, it's, like, the show is doing that thing that a lot of people do in conversation, myself included. We're all probably guilty of it. Where you are an asshole, and then you cover it up with, like, an aside that makes it seem like you're not an asshole by, like, recognizing it. It's, like, if I recognize that I'm being an asshole, then that somehow that like, uh, you know, whatever, what's the word I'm looking for? Absolves me of my assholery. It's like, no, just because you're aware, does it make it not true? And in the same sense, just because these contestants are aware that this is fucky and this is not a great choice. I wouldn't say that they are like totally autonomous beings. It's like, sure. They could have said no, but this is a reality competition well, show. Like, before you even consider whatever the money they're going to win is, all of them are <laughs> returning reality show contestants, <laughs> meaning they're all getting paid a minimum of a hundred grand for this. Who's going to turn that down? Like, that's not much of a choice when you're like, well, get embarrassed for two weeks and get paid a hundred grand? Chris, eh. I almost, <laughs> I almost say, I mean, there, yes, there is that, but I also think that what might be worse about this is that this this almost proves what we were getting into in when we were talking about like love is blind and mm. like the other dating ones where we we're like this is kind of weird to fuck with their minds this hard and fuck with their interpretations of like what a relationship is and should look like <laughs> and this show just like proves like here's what ha- it did it did fuck with them it sure did <laughs> Look at them squirm. They have no idea. Let's make it worse. Yeah. Like that's what this show is because the 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 twist is that at a certain point if you win this weird little arbitrary challenge in the middle of the show, you get to introduce new contestants into this equation with the specific purpose of fucking up some of the other uh, like teams it's oh, it's yeah. it's and it would be one thing because chris it would be one thing if they just dropped all the love pretenses this time and they're just like you people are in this to be famous and money and you're probably going to hook up because you're all hot and in a small place together but that's not necessarily what we're about here we're, we're just to hear about money but they don't they almost go harder into the love aspect while they're upping the competitive nature of it to just be like, what are you trying to teach? Like these people need therapy, not to to go into these experiences where every few months they get just like a shot of adrenaline version of love 
where they just experience all of it in hyper real time. And then there's lights and cameras and, you know, the emotions are heightened and the producers are taking advantage of that. And they're writing around that because they want specific like, conclusions like Shane, oh, yeah. like Shane's entire storyline was clearly written from the get go. And then like you just fuck him and then you're going to throw him into the world. And like Chase will talk about this <laughs> at one point in the show where he's like, it's become very hard to have real relationships with people afterwards because I don't know if people want something from me, you know, and, and like what they're talking around yeah. is basically like they got a hit on those individual shows. They got that like real good high and now they're just going to be chasing that for like the rest of their quote unquote careers. I'm glad you brought that up because in that, I believe, and maybe it's not in this exact line of dialogue, but I'm pretty sure when Chase says, is talking about how difficult it is for him to find relationships in the real world, he mm -hmm. mentions, and I laughed out loud when he said this, he has like an aside, it's like, well, you know, when you're like a bit of a celebrity, like B-list, A-list, whatever we are, you know? Yes, and I was just dude. like, oh, buddy. <laughs> I was like, oh, buddy, you are D Humble C bag. at best. Like you are not, <laughs> you are not cracking B, and certainly well, and again, not in the A zone. And again, so this is exactly what I was talking about with levels no, of, of reality, like different yeah. <laughs> different levels of like reality television playing on each other. Is they mock each other's level of fame in a way that they like really couldn't in the other shows because it was like that was their first appearance, but now it's like they're major players on this stage and they've like studied each other and they're supposed to find love, but no, they're fucking not because every single person that is on the show was designed to be there to fuck up. Like, like also, fuck like, with each other's is, brains. Is it's built insane. around like picking someone every night who like could be the same person the previous night, but you're just like, Every day you wake up and it's like there's a potential that you're not going to be with the same person. And you do have characters who, like, I do think, you know, a lot of people are a little less stable on this show. And a lot of people are also very calculating. So you have the, like, obvious characters like Savannah, like Chase, who are like, I just, I want to win. Like, I yeah. understand that that is the purpose. And then you have other characters like Shane who are just broken and are just like, I just like really want love. And he's like making himself just really vulnerable. More. Yeah. And like, you know, he's going to last Ugh. like probably a while. And then just like in the second half of the season, just like be just destroyed and have like, you know, it's Shane. If you watch Love is Blind and you remember the season with Shane. He's going to have a giant man baby meltdown and then he's absolutely going to get kicked off the show. Yeah. It's going to be embarrassing and sad. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, I expect it and I get that. But also, clearly, this guy doesn't think necessarily that's what's going to happen. Like, I don't, I feel like I can tell the characters who are conscious contestants and the mm -hmm. ones who are like not. And Shane is unfortunately one of the ones who is not. And that makes it really sad to watch. It does. He, the, the man needs help. <laughs> he, like, he does so bad, especially since, I mean, I mean, talking about, like, the roles that they're being forced to fill, it, it, the producers know full well what they're doing. They're like, he's a villain. 
he's a villain and we're gonna introduce him to it's like well he's well, he's a person too i mean the like thing he is, sucks for sure that's a misdirect i think that was mostly a joke about the fact that he looks like biff from back to the future Fair. And and then they like left it there because it's pretty obvious by the end of the pilot that Savannah's the villain. Like <laughs> that's like pretty damn obvious. That's and that like is, Chase is a close second. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. I just I just I don't know, man. This is really this this one this one is where it started getting hard. I mean, it's thoroughly watchable. Don't get me wrong. It is. It oh, is. Well, it's even it more watchable your... than the other ones, <laughs> because... which are also watchable because yeah. I have history with these people. Because yeah. it's the Avengers, dude. Because it's like you... exactly. Oh, I've I've God. I've I've done the individual movies, and now it's like, oh shit, they're all gonna come together. That's not gonna go well. <laughs> I know how that's gonna. It's like <laughs> it's almost like the anti-Avengers actually, because or the Avengers is about them coming together. These people were all specifically picked because they're not going to mesh well together, you know, because they're they're just they're going to eat each other. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. that is why they were selected from their individual. They're the like, I mean, like you were saying, some of them are okay, but those those people I feel like are going to be knocked out quick. And then you also have people who have predetermined storylines already built in. Um, like Carousel and is Jimmy? Mm. Is that her? Uh, her? Joey. 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 Thank you. Joey. Joey. (laughs) So I, I, I have a lot of problems when she says something like, you know, and now we're both here. It's almost like it's fate. It's like, it's not fucking fate. It's, it's, it is a guy in a writer's room who's like, wouldn't this be fucky? Wouldn't it be hilarious if I just took the fact that these two people in quote-unquote real life have a complicated relationship with one another, and what if I just forced them into a room together and then made it really (laughs) awkward and terrible? Wouldn't that be awesome? And then that writer turns around and says, hey, leave the door open. Leave the door open. If any contestants are just walking by, have them come in and figure out how we're going to torture these people. (laughs) It's great. It's, it really god you're so right it's it's like this show really also forces the contestants to sully their hands in the whole experience so i was like see now you're culpable now you're culpable because you specifically saw their relationship it makes a lot of sense if like if you're anyone who has paid attention to news regarding reality tv in the past five years reality tv has been going through a kind of pr um a PR re a PR glow up, I guess you could say, because the history of reality TV has not been very good and it is very abusive. So that came to light in a big way about five years ago or maybe longer, a little less at this point. Um, And now I think shows, especially Netflix with a lot of newer reality shows since then is putting in a lot of effort to, have these ethical these like very it's it makes it weird because i feel like they're the ethics are clear like they are actively being defined in a way that makes it clear that the show is fucked up but it also (laughs) does this sneaky thing where it's like it gives netflix as a corporation a lot to point to and say everyone was complicit and this was a consensual thing that all of us took part in because, you know, we're not feeding, force-feeding everyone shots in the background. 
you can see them drinking on the show. We just provided the bar. It's self-serve. They go for it. You know, not no one's saying anything. Also, like, yeah, the the players are saying this is all fucked up, but they're also making all the decisions. It's like, sure, we make the rules, but, like, beyond that, they're literally just, like, going around, like, effectively speed dating flirting with each other. Yeah. On, like, a daily basis. And, like, not, it is... and, and some of them, like, not even. That's the thing is that, yeah, and some again, of them not being into there's it, a clear divide between the competitors and, like, the people who have totally bought into the bullshit are like, I need that high of feeling like my relationship with somebody else truly matters. It's like, oh, And buddy. then you have, I want to get into the one character who stands out in this pilot episode, Zay. Zay, also from Love is Blind. Not who I thought you were going to say. The reason I want to talk about Zay is is because I thought he stood out like a Thor sum. This is a Thor sum. A sore thumb. No, no, keep me. it. <laughs> keep it. It's better. I'm keeping it's it. catchier. <laughs> but he um he was like kind of this like pretty fuckboy from Love is Blind who it looked like maybe was gonna be like an unfuck boy later. I remember his or no, he wasn't in Love is Blind. He was in that other dating competition show where you have to date Oh, what was that we we watched it for the show where you have to date uh you show up with a partner and then you have to like date each other's partners to like find out if you work together uh... or you wanna stay with the new partner. Do you remember this? That's where Zay's yeah, from, but I forget what's called. The ultimatum? The ultimatum. Thank yeah. You. Well done. Thank you. Uh, good, good memory. Is on, it? On that is it well done? Anyway. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zay's like wrecked by the end of that show. I remember standing him and uh, and the other person he was he was with, but not dating because they were like the two hottest people on the show, and mm. then they were like about to date, and then it like fell apart. But Zay comes onto this show. And the entire time, every shot of him, every time he is on screen, he looks petrified. I have never seen <laughs> a contestant on especially like a romance <clears throat> show be so scared looking. Yeah. But he is visibly deeply uncomfortable with like everything that's happening around him. And it's making him a bad contestant on the show yeah. because... He's, like, shutting down. His reactions to people around him are very, like, default, monotone. I am not, like, really going to, like, fully engage here. When I know that he is capable of that kind of engagement because he was on this other show (laughs) where we saw it. So it's, like, this is, like, I honestly feel like what he's experiencing and what we're witnessing in, like, the document that is this show is Zay, like... Like the, having PTSD. the decline. I think yeah. he's. I think he's like, oh my god, I forgot about like the intense trauma that was the other show I was on, and this feels even more insane. <laughs> because it is like that's <laughs> and it that's is. the thing is that all of them up until now have felt like playing with fire, and now in this one, it's just like being fully engulfed in flames. Like this was a bad. It did ruin them. Look at them. They're not okay. They're not doing. They're not okay. They're awful. They're not doing well. They're just so, the only. I think. And the producers like, oh, that, like. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick Lachey, two thumbs big up. 
thumbs <laughs> big up. God, I can't talk today. Um, no, but yeah, I think that's like, I thought that was just so funny because they're all manifesting deeply problematic behavior. And like some of them are reverting to more childlike behavior. Some of them are approaching everything in a very cold way. But it seemed like only Zay was like at a lack of how to behave. Like yeah. not at at a loss of how to behave. Like everyone else kind of picked a choice, a, a direction, <clears throat> all of them not being good directions. But Zay, I felt like was just like aimlessly like, this is wrong. <laughs> like bouncing around the room. Yeah. And I'm sure he's going to get knocked out. Um, he probably eventually. will because again... He's not bringing the, any drama. Well, yeah, exactly. And this whole thing is designed to, like, knock out the people that, that aren't interesting for how, like, fucked up they are. So it's just like, all right, next. You're out of here. Yeah, Zay, like, needs to, like, sit down with, like, a nice movie and a blanket. And, like, instead, they put him on this set. They <laughs> all need that badly. Hmm. And I, it's just getting, it's getting real, real, the end of the Truman Show where the guy in the control room just like insists that they kill him on camera. Like, it's just, that's what it feels like we're moving towards here. You mean Ed Harris? They're going to (laughs) die. One of them is going to die. Like, none of this is sustainable. Ugh. Oh. No, it's true. Honestly, I would equate it to something similar. I would say, to me, it feels same same exact vibe, just a different example, a more modern example. I Because, sorry to bother you, I think the scariest, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but this, one of the scariest scenes in Sorry to Bother You is mm. unrelated to the scene. There's a reality TV show playing at, like, a bar in a scene they're at, and, and the point of the reality TV show is, like, beating the shit out of the contestants. Like, just, like, horribly, like, awful, violent, like, stuff on TV. And the point of this scene, as well as the rest of the movie, is, like, we live in dystopia time, and we're dressing it all up in pretty colors, but it's actually horrifying. And this is that show. Like, I feel like when I watch the show, I'm like, oh, no, this is, like, we can't really get much more horrible than this before we start beating the shit out of people on well television. because <laughs> because what it ultimately is is it is it is beating them up emotionally it's like yeah. emotionally torturing these people specifically using like profiles that you know about them and setting them on collision courses and be like why they did it to themselves it's like no they fucking didn't you brought them together you're the fucking nick fury you, you have to answer for this well, and just like in like a in that dystopian example <clears throat> from Sorry to Bother You, there's money involved. Like we can't forget money. that like reality TV show, especially in this century and especially in this decade, is even more fucked up because of an element that like and it's always been fucked up for this reason, but it's more obvious now. Is that like, yeah. These people can't really say no. They Even if they can, and of course they can say no, but no one feels they're in a position to say no. No one does this because they feel like they have options. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and, like relationship-wise, work-wise, like in 
many, many, many different fronts. Yeah. You feel that you need this because of love. You feel that you need this because you can't get a job after you've been on a reality TV show, probably. Well, Chris, they're easily. also, they're like, they're like A, B list celebrities, you know? Exactly. Like a, a, exactly. B. <laughs> a, B, totally. I love, I love that in his mind, he's like, well, you know, if I knock it down to B, <laughs> that'll, that'll make it seem. Like I'm not bragging about no. Way he does the reverse, Harrison. My... He knocks it up. He says B, B list, A list. You know, whatever. Oh we god. Are. He lands with A. You know, yeah, a little soft A. It's He's like, like no. until someone corrects me, I had an A list. Yeah, A. I mean, and I'm be. sure all of them have like a, whatever huge social media followings and make plenty of money off of that stuff. But I, I also am like, eh. You know, that's a shitty life. That's why all of them look the way they do. They all, like, are wearing the, the tightest clothes they possess. And, and they're so well-groomed. Yeah, and, say, like, have the nervous smile. Like, that's the, that's the real PST, uh, PTSD you can see uh, on screen is behind their fucking teeth. Is because all of them, like, will say shit in the confessionals and then do this laugh afterward. <laughs> <laughs> that is just like the subtext uh-huh. of that laugh. It's just like this is really not good, is it? This is a bad situation I've put myself in. Blink twice if you need help. Uh, and they do. They all need help. They do. Netflix they has times. finally done it. They have finally produced something that is self-sustaining in the worst possible way. Yeah, it's it's a little annoying. Like, and I know that this is Netflix's business plan with everything, but it is annoying that they've been most successful with it in the world of reality TV. I don't know. It's like, and it's probably just because fictional content in general costs more to make. So, if it's not pulling really great numbers, you don't want to super invest in the extended universe of that world. You know, it's like. The Witcher is is a rare example of that out of Netflix franchises. That's and a good like, point. This is this you know? is like an exceptionally like not only is it mean spirited, it's like just openly lazy about how mean spirited it is and how uh, like it knows it fucking knows that these people are like the worst. And it's like, yeah, so like it's gonna write itself. All we've gotta do is just ruin them. What? Yeah, just like fuck up their brains real hard. Real hard. Like never never have a solid relationship again for as long as they live. It's a fair price, right? We're willing to pay that. Aren't we? Aren't we willing to pay that? It's like, oh. Okay, so like I do they know no, see that now that's the best part. They know that we're fucking their brains. And they're gonna help us fuck other people's brains. It's gonna, it's gonna be great. Everyone's gonna be fucking each other in the brains, and it's just, it's gonna work out. Don't worry about. It. Just, just don't fucking worry about. It. Don't worry about. It. Unless you're fucking, of course. Well, they'd be slightly worried about it, but then be uh, at least engaged. Marginally worried about um, the fucking. God. Nick Lachey. I do think. Okay, so one of the last things I guess we can. We're in the latter the latter half. I think it's worth we've talked about some of the a lot of this. I think let's go even broader. We've gotten into a lot of the characters. Um, if 
you are still listening and you haven't seen any Netflix reality TV show and you're like, I don't know these names or who these people are, don't worry about it. You don't need to. I think I think everything we expressed, it would have meant the same thing if we had described the person instead of used their name. It's still a fucked up situation. And that's what we're talking about. But broadly, the premise of this show, I I it's so obvious that it's easy to not obviously as as the show would say about itself it's so obvious that it's easy to miss but uh there's no fucking way a show like this results in anyone finding their perfect match zero percent chance like we are we're talking about a show where every contestant (laughs) is asked to make themselves vulnerable some of them will some of them won't Mm -hmm. but all of them are like forced to repair up every night and constantly be afraid that if they do open up or if they have opened up to someone that it's just going to be used against them and used against them or that person at the very least is going to go match with somebody else or whatever because the show will add new hot people next episode or whatever the circumstance will be so by the time you get to the end of this show however it ends you're going to have Someone crowned, two people crowned as being in the perfect match, right? And they will be so fucking paranoid because they'll have gotten there on this river of deceit and, and, and like angry hormonal and, yeah. feelings, oh boy. <laughs> jealousy. Like, the people who end up together may very well have, like, slept with many of the other contestants on their way to becoming the perfect match. Yeah. Like, is that, if you are not, you know, if you are not Polly, which given that all the relationships in this show, the idea of a match indicates that what the the perfect match is supposed to be heterosexual and with two peeps, Mm -hmm. uh, then... That's not good. Like, you're not going to be able to handle that with each other if you're both not really comfortable with the idea of, like, you know, really opening up those sexual boundaries. Yeah, it's 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 just pretty comprehensively bad. It's, yeah, it's it's like there's no there's no outcome where. Like, I cannot see as a result of being involved in this any one person in like 40 years just still with the first like honey aren't you glad we went on that perfect match aren't you glad that we were the perfect match (laughs) it's been wonderful being the perfect match (laughs) sitting out on the porch looking out on their ranch honey (laughs) (laughs) it's great Uh, um god what a terrible show. I am going to probably watch all of it. Well, I, I, we might, I, we might. If, it's fucking addictive. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if you want us to keep being sad about it, let us know and we will do that. Yeah. If we need to do a, a, a fuller two hour, fuller, let's talk about the whole sadder. season show. We'll get, uh, we'll get Joe on. Have been back on the show and we're really psychological. Dive into it. We still, we still got a lot, Fuckery. a lot to catch up on with reality TV with Bean. But what oh you gonna boy. do? Um, also, if you have any suggestions, I don't think if someone has, I'm sorry we missed it. I don't think anyone has suggested uh, 
content for us to watch yet, please do. We might not watch it the week you well, suggest well, it, well, but Dale we does. will put it on our list, and yes. we will probably watch it soon after you suggest it. Probably. We're desperate. Um, We're desperate. Yeah. And if you liked the Velma Johnson. episode, let us know. Harrison and I promise we would watch that show and get back to you on it. So if we have to make good on that, let us know. <laughs> and if we don't, that's also cool. That's cool, too. All right. Well, that's a good, that's a week. That's a rapidly yeah. week. And get out of here. see you next. Good day, mate. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> no, it worked. It was great.